is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I was very pleased to hear the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, talk about the fact that Joe Biden has committed impeachable offenses, or at least he believes there's certainly enough information to have an impeachment inquiry. Ladies and gentlemen, an impeachable offense is not the same as a criminal offense because they're two different tracks. Congress cannot determine if somebody's actually committed a crime or not, nor do they have to. There's no need for probable cause. There's no need for guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. There's no grand jury, there's no jury, there's no judge. The majority in the House of Representatives has to make a judgment. And it doesn't even mean that the President of the United States has to have the mens rea, the intent, even the specific intent, to commit an offense. It's a constitutional process. Nobody behind any microphone in this country, nobody in front of any camera in this country, in fact, nobody with a computer or a pen in this country has done more to study this issue than I over the last 40 years. Experience mounts to something, doesn't it? And when you study the impeachment clause of the Constitution, It is something that is unique, but it is something that, in some respects, was based on how Britain handled impeachments, not exclusively, of course. There wasn't 100% agreement on details, but there was 100% agreement on this. If you have a president of the United States who conducts himself in a way that undermines your country, 
that endangers your country. That's an impeachable offense. When you have a president of the United States that refuses to enforce sanctions that are in place against an enemy of the United States, that in fact is responsible effectively for rearming an enemy of the United States. If you have a president of the United States who in fact will do nothing to prevent that enemy from developing at the 11th hour, 29th minute, 59th second, a nuclear weapon, and in fact has provided proceeds to enable them to complete that process. These are impeachable offenses. These are impeachable offenses. When you have a president defies a, a law, like the Teller Force Act, named after an American citizen who served at West Point, who was a veteran, and who was murdered in a terrorist act by the moderate Palestinians, that's an impeachable offense. Now, when you also have a president of the United States who refuses to enforce immigration laws, who refuses to secure the nation, who opens the people of this country to national security threats, that is, who enables the Chinese to provide the drugs for the drug cartels to ship into our country and slaughter 100,000 of our citizens each year. When that president refuses to secure the border and unleashes inhumanity like we've never seen on our southern border, rape, sex trade involving little kids and women, murder, cartels, setting up shop in every one of our states, every one of our metropolitan areas, those are impeachable offenses. Those are impeachable offenses. Those are not merely policy disagreements, ladies and gentlemen. Those are impeachable offenses. Because what the President of the United States has done, the Constitution doesn't care if he's well-meaning or not. If his IQ is above water or below water, the Constitution could care less. These are high crimes. This is what they meant by high crimes. They didn't mean felonies. They would have said felonies. This is what they meant by high crimes. They didn't mean maladministration. They said they didn't mean maladministration at the Constitutional Convention. In other words, oh, look, I, I, I misappropriated by accident, misapplied funds by act. No. If your actions are... Dangerous to American society. If you're opening up America to terrorist attacks, if you are, by your own actions, refusing to enforce laws, which you're required to do under the Constitution, you take an oath to uphold the Constitution, that includes laws that are signed, statutes. And if you refuse to enforce 
stringent policies that are in place to prevent the enemy from being funded, and then you you don't withdraw those policies, but you quietly refuse to enforce them because you want Iran to get tens of billions of dollars. It's part of your philosophy. It's part of your model. Those are impeachable offenses. There doesn't need to be another hearing. I'm not saying the financial crimes and fraud and the crime family is insignificant. It's very significant. He's a crook. The whole family's crooked and they're corrupt. But I am saying, without another hearing, Joe Biden has committed impeachable offenses. Why would you need to take depositions? Why would you need to subpoena documents? Did Joe Biden hire? Did he hire? The Iranian Marxist sycophant? To be the envoy to Iran? Yes, he did. Did that individual in turn hire three individuals who had contact with the foreign ministry of Iran, one of whom was the contacts were ongoing and is now chief of staff to an assistant secretary of defense? Yes, he did. That's Alger Hiss all over again, times three or four. We don't need depositions to figure that out. We don't need subpoenas to know about it. It's done. This is what he's done. What else? Well, Joe Biden has conferred hundreds of millions of dollars through a U.N. organization called UNRWA. Short and sweet, UNRWA is a phony front group for the U.N. that launders money through the refugee program to Hamas. You pay for this. Joe Biden has paid the Palestinian Authority hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, despite the fact that acts of terrorism are still being committed against the Israelis and against Americans, quite frankly. And that money is being used, your money, to provide pensions to the families of terrorists who are killed. And the more damage they do, the bigger the pension. That's an impeachable offense. I know many of you Republicans in the House and the Senate, you listen to this program. You tell me you listen to this program. You want to come on this program so people can listen to you. Now, I want you to listen to me. This country's in grave condition. We have millions of people coming across the border. We have no idea who they are. We caught a few terrorists, people on the terrorist watch list. That means we've, we've not caught them all. It's not possible. And you Republicans in the House and the Senate, you have an obligation to try and do something about this. Beat your chest, speak loudly, but take action. The Senate, Republicans, you're in the minority. We'll put out riders, do other things, insist on enforcement. Insist that he enforce the oil sanctions and the other sanctions. My God, the country's dying. Iran's going to get a nuke. They're working with China and Russia and North Korea. They've destroyed Yemen. They've destroyed Lebanon. The Iranians. 
They fund Hamas. They fund Hezbollah. They fund the Houthis in, in Yemen. They work with the Syrians. Who slaughtered half a million people. It's none of our business. Let me tell you something about none of our business. That also has nothing to do with impeachment. Joe Biden has committed impeachable offenses. If not now, when will we use it? Look at the Mickey Mouse crap they impeached Trump on. It's ridiculous. Or the efforts to put him in prison the rest of his life over documents. And free speech during January 6th. Oh, we've got witnesses flipping and flopping and all over the place. Oh, it's so serious. And a hack, rogue, phony judge. Who just reinstated after staying her gag order. And people are, well, didn't he violate the gag order when he criti- criticized Bill Barr? Maybe we need a few gag orders for the media. Then let's hear them squeal like stuck pigs. A judge can do exactly the same thing. The First Amendment applies to individuals. We have a right to free speech as much as a media corporation has a right to freedom of the press. They're not prioritized. Then we'll see how much they like gag orders. But I am here to say that the best way to bring this front and center and to show that there are people in Congress who want this country to survive and to show that there are people in Congress who are smart, not kamikazes banging their heads against the wall. Then draw up the damn articles of impeachment. If you want to draw up a separate set dealing with the finances, you can do that, or you can wait on that, but draw up a set right now and how Biden is arming our enemies. 32 Americans died as a result. Several are still hostages. We don't know how many as a result. Our southern border is open because he won't enforce the law. Hundreds of thousands of Americans have died as a result. If these aren't impeachable offenses, there are no impeachable offenses. What do you think the framers of the Constitution would say about a president like this? He's committed multiple high crimes. No subpoenas, no depositions. Just make your case. If you're incapable of writing the articles, I can write them myself. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's 
L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. It's another thing I'd like the Republican majority to do in the House of Representatives. It's time to investigate George Soros' network. Oh, Mark, he's an American citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what he is. He's putting billions of dollars towards destroying our country. He's got enormous amounts of dark money going into non-government organizations and other front groups that have as their purpose to overthrow our country, destroy our national security and our borders. And he's teamed up with this so-called Quincy group, named after John Quincy Adams because they're so historically illiterate they think John Quincy Adams was an isolationist. No, he wasn't. Neither was George Washington. None of them were. But that aside, it doesn't matter. It's a short segment, but after the break, I want to tell you some of the money that's going into backing the Hamas attacks. Much of it's coming from Hamas and their network in this country, and I'm going to tell you more about that network because it's affecting your lives. You might say, well, that's Israel. What do you want? No, no. It's here right now in America. Right now in America. And I'm sick and tired of this White House every time they talk about anti-Semitism, talk about, uh, what, what is it? Islamic bigotry? Islamophobia. It's not a four or 500% increase in threats against Muslims in this country. What are they talking about? Are there Jews in the street and Christians in the street and other people in the street? Really protesting? About get rid of the Muslims, exterminate the Muslims, obliterate the Muslims. Tell me, who is that? Is anybody doing that? Of course not. Are those Muslim students who are locking themselves in libraries and then told to escape to the attic? I haven't seen that. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's, there's nut jobs and evil everywhere, people who target Muslims. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the systemic funding, the systemic networks, the systemic effort to destroy people in this country. You don't see that happening to Muslims. No, you don't. I'll be right back. Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's 
That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals.com. Is that a copy of the Constitution you've got? Are you just happy to see Mark Levin? Call him now at 877-381-3811. See how the Democrats play dirty all the time? And they know the media behind them. We don't have the media behind us, but who cares? Fact of the matter is, when Donald Trump's tax returns were released to Congress, he, had been a, he was a private citizen. At the point that they were released, he was a private citizen. The House of Representatives had been won by the Republicans. The Democrats finally received the tax returns from the IRS after much litigation. The Supreme Court gave it its rubber stamp. And even though they were leaving office and there was no legislative purpose whatsoever, they handed it out. Why don't we get George Soros' tax returns? This guy is a is a uh, anti-American, absolute one-man wrecking ball. Here, this is from the New York Post. Rich Calder and Matthew Sadaka. Groups behind Israel bashing protests backing Hamas attacks got fifteen million plus from Soros. Have you noticed his filthy, bloody, stinking hands are on everything? The irony is, he's a Jew by birth, Jewish by birth, but he's a self-hater, always has been, from the days he was a teenager. Far-left billionaire kingmaker George Soros has funneled more than $15 million since 2016 to groups behind this month's pro-Palestine protests or pro-Hamas protests where demonstrators openly cheered Hamas militants' craven terrorist attacks on Israel. This is my point. Even the New York Post can't get this right. Why are you calling them pro-Palestine protests when they are pro-Hamas protests? Is it your point that they're one and the same? Because if your point is they're one and the same, I understand that argument. But you can't have it both ways. They're different, but they're protesting for the same thing? No, I don't think so. You can't have it both ways. A post-examination of Open Society Foundation's records shows Soros's grant-making network gave $13.7 million of the money through Tide Center, T-I-D-E-S, a deep-pocketed lefty advocacy group that sponsors several nonprofits who've justified, justified Hamas's bloody attacks while claiming Palestinians obsessed with the eradication of the Jewish state are the real victims. I have a question. The Internal Revenue Service gives these groups a nonprofit status when they're promoting terrorism? Or supporting it? Through their protests and actions in this country? Tide's beneficiaries include Illinois based Adala Justice Project, which on the day of October 7 massacre posted a photo on Instagram of a bulldozer tearing part of Israel's border fence down in a caption that said following, quote, Israeli colonizers 
believed they could in, indefinitely trap 2 million people in an open-air prison. No cage goes unchallenged. Oh, wow. So clever. Open-air uh, open prison. You know what's interesting, America? About 25% of the people in Gaza live very, very well. And about 10% are extremely rich, stealing money from all these international aid organizations. But there's another reason. They have an entire financial network that I'm going to get to next, so stick with me. This is something you're not told, and for good reason. Because if you were told this, you'd be even more disgusted than you already are. Members of the Palestinian advocacy group occupied California Representative Ro Khanna's office on October 20 to demand he sign a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. There'll be a ceasefire in Gaza. When all the rat bastards, excuse me, Hamas, are dead. <clears throat> you know, Hamas could surrender today, then there'd be a ceasefire, America. Then we could do some justice, right? They killed 32 Americans. Adala's members also co-sponsored a rally that same day in Bryant Park, where hostile demonstrators spewed anti-Semitic chants and waved a sign that read, I do not condemn Hamas. It also gave $30,000, this is Soros' foundation, in 2020 to Dessus Rising Up and Moving, another co-sponsor of the Bryant Park protest where 139 people were arrested, financial records show. These so-called Open Society Foundations gave $60,000 in 2018 to the Arab American Association of New York, a group co-founded by politically connected activist Linda Sarsour. She's a sleazeball extraordinaire. That helped plan a hate-filled flood Brooklyn for Palestine protest in Bay Ridge on October 21, where protesters called for the eradication of Israel and held a sign of the Israeli flag in a trash back at the Red Trash... Trash basket that read, please keep the world clean. Open Society Foundations also awarded one and a half million to Adala's founding nonprofit, Adala, the legal center for Arab minority rights in Israel. But only 800,000 of it was received before the legal center cut ties with the American organization in 2018. It says its mission is to promote human rights in Israel. Sure. Why not human rights in Gaza? or the rest of the Arab world. Because they don't believe in it, that's why. Other Soros-backed Palestinian advocacy groups, whose members have been sowing hate at rallies since the massacre, including Jewish Voice for Peace, I've told you about that. And if not now, which received 650,000 and 400,000 respectively. These aren't spontaneous demonstrations, America. Students for Justice in Palestine, Hamas funded, these groups, Soros funded. Jewish Voice for Peace also helped occupy Khanna's office and has blamed Israel for the October 7 attacks. They blamed Israel for the attacks. In the United States, complicity. It's unbelievable. Dan Schneider, Vice President of the Conservative Watchdog Group Media Research Center, which Fantastic, both of them, said Soros, a Hungarian-born Jew and Holocaust survivor, whose loyal lieutenants have scored unmatched access to President Biden's White House, has a long history of standing against Israel and backing groups who champion terrorists. He said George Soros and his son Alex have a long history supporting the most radical organizations across the planet. By the way, 
to destroy our country, too, like Media Matters and groups like that. And that includes pro-Hamas organizations that support the most heinous kind of behavior, said Schneider. We've called on George Soros to withdraw this funding, but he seems very determined to continue supporting anti-Semitic groups that want to uphold Western civilization. So why don't we have a hearing and get into these networks? Many of them are tax-exempt, meaning you subsidize them. Open Society Foundations and related nonprofits, the 93-year-old Soros funded, have doled out more than $32 billion worldwide since 1984. In June, the progressive billionaire, he's a Marxist, announced he's handing control of his empire to his 38-year-old son, Alexander. It was another radical kook bastard. Ira Ramez, a spokesman for Adala, the legal center for our minority rights in Israel, said open society foundations have been generously supporting our work on defending the human rights of Palestinians under, Isra- under Israeli control for many years. And we're grateful for their immense contribution to this effort. The Soros Family, Open Society Foundations, the Tides Foundation, Adala Justice Project, Project, and the other Palestinian groups that Soros funds, that Soros funds did not return messages. What do you think of that, America? Now, how come they're not looking in the George Soros? How come we don't get his tax return? Well, he's a citizen. No, he's more than a citizen. He's spending his money to destroy America. That's what he's doing. Somebody needs to look into that, and if not Congress, who? Nobody. That's a big problem. Now listen to this one from The Telegraph, which is no right-wing newspaper in Britain, but it's an honest newspaper. Inside the gleaming developments, they made Hamas a $1 billion terror group. Ready? When developers broke ground on a horse farm across a narrow, sun-dappled street from Kesbon's house about seven years ago, she had just gotten engaged. Two years passed, and she got married, became pregnant, gave birth shortly before the shiny complex was unveiled. New neighbors began moving into the gated community in Bursa, Turkey's fourth largest city. The block of flats towering over Kesbon's house looks much like the other developments going up and a building boom in the city. But the U.S. government believes this compound, called Anda Park Ballet 2, to be a high-value asset in a secret global investment portfolio that could be worth as much as $1 billion run by Hamas. One of the richest terrorist groups in the world. Now, wait a minute. I thought their people were starving in the Gaza Strip. On Friday, the U.S. Treasury announced its third round of sanctions to 2022 targeting Trend GYO, the Turkey-based developer of Onda Park Ballot 2, and several other projects for being part of Hamas's international financing network. Now, Kesban, who was buying a home there, said, this is the first time I've ever heard of this. Hamas has built a global operation to funnel funds to support its activities using shell companies, physically moving cash, transferring via cryptocurrencies, siphoning support from charities, and receiving infusions from friendly nations such as Iran, and I might add the United States. So what about all this aid that needs to flow into the Gaza Strip, Mr. Producer? Israel's preventing, don't you know? 
the Jews. They're at fault for what Hamas has done in the Gaza Strip. They're at fault for Egypt blocking the passageway out. They're at fault for not a single Arab country taking a single Palestinian. It's Netanyahu's fault. It's Israel's fault. The inhumanity of it all. Turkey, one of the countries where Hamas has investments through firms like Trend GYO is coming under fire for failing to take a strong stance toward Hamas. Oh, they're coming under fire. Gee, I wonder how. Must be brutal. That Hitlerian pig, Erdogan, had nearly a million people in the streets at his order over the weekend. Oh, he's under enormous pressure. Turkey does not consider Hamas a terrorist organization. Well, of course not, because Turkey is run by a terrorist. Ankara has even granted citizenship to people linked to Hamas, including individuals later sanctioned by the United States. Hamas leader Ishmael Yachar Hitler was also reportedly in Turkey when the group's gunmen attacked Israel earlier this month. Erdogan, Turkey's president, last week called Hamas a liberation group, Mujahideen, waging a battle to protect its lands and people. Well, we need a Mujahideen, a liberation group, to overthrow that, that pig. Wally Adeyemo, the U.S. Deputy... I won't say what I'm thinking. The U.S. Deputy Treasury Secretary said his government sanctions were aimed at dismantling Hamas's fund. Well, you're not doing a very good job, you and the Biden administration. So they have a fortune. <clears throat> they have a banking system. They have residence developments that they're building. Apartments that they're building. On the market for as high as 7.5 million Turkish lira. Billboards at an olive grove on the western edge of Bursa confirm that Trend GYO is working on a sixth development in Turkey. The real estate sector is a great way to hide dirty money as property prices tend to be fairly consistent, said Nicholas Ryder, professor of law and specialist on terrorist financing at Cardiff University. There's even a chance to get a return on it as well as potential investment, he added. Hamas has generated vast sums of revenue through its secret investment portfolio while destabilizing Gaza, which is facing harsh living and economic conditions, said Elizabeth Rosenberg, a U.S. Treasury official. After each round of U.S. sanctions, Trend GYO, the Hamas front group, appears to have tried to distance itself from alleged links to Hamas, typically by making corporate changes or shifting its shareholders, according to the Telegraph's review of company. All right, here's the bottom line. Soros has helped funding the entity. He's helping to fund the enemy. His network is tens of billions of dollars. We need to look into this if we're going to save our country. Enough is enough. And all the little splinter groups that are out there trashing you and me and America, the media matters types and so forth, blood money. Blood money. Number two, the Hamas network. Is anybody else even talking about this? I talk about it on Fox, The Blaze, on radio. Tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, well, the Biden just said we're going to give $100 million to the Gaza Strip because, you know, the people need food and water and so forth. Well, then why doesn't Hamas give it to them? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals I want a list of the colleges and universities, and maybe the White House can provide it, where Muslim students are running for their lives, where they're having to lock themselves in rooms, run to the attics, where they're afraid to join their own groups and associations, student groups on campus. I want a list of those colleges and universities. Which ones are they? Because I want to be able to condemn them, of course. I think we should condemn them, don't you? Which one is it? I'd like to know. Which one is it? Where is it? But if it's a problem akin to what's happening to Jews across this country, and Jewish students, and Gentiles who are trying to defend them and protect them, then it must be ubiquitous. It must be all over the place. And I looked, I had my New York Times, wasted four bucks on that damn crap, My Washington Compost, USA Today, which is really USA Tomorrow. I got them all. I paged through them. I didn't see anything. So which college campus is it? Where the Jews are organizing and violently attacking the Muslims. I'd like to know which college campus that is. I need to know. Because I want to condemn them. I want to put a spotlight on them. Because the White House keeps, every time they say anti-Semitism, we denounce it, but we also denounce Islamophobia. I said, well, great for you. Great for you. But where is that happening? You know where Islamophobia is happening? In the Gaza Strip by Hamas slaughtering their own citizens. There's Islamophobia. You want to know where else Islamophobia is happening? In Iran. Where that regime is slaughtering anybody, Muslim, who dares to speak out and stand up to them. You know where else Islamophobia is happening? Yes, in Turkey, where Erdogan kills people, puts them in prison. You know where else it's happening? With Xi in China, with the Uyghurs. It's happening there. So which college campus is it happening on in the United States? None. None. Be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Don't you think, you know, I'm not a big Internet person or social media. I post a lot, but I don't read the comments and so forth. Unless Mr. Producer says, you might want to read some of these comments. But I just post. And... Um, when you take a thought from somebody else, or somebody else makes a great point, aren't you supposed to put H slash T, Mr. Producer? Hat tip to your source. In school, and Joe Biden knows this now, but it doesn't stop him. When you take somebody else's thoughts or points or writings and you regurgitate them, without mentioning where you got them from. You can be expelled, you can flunk your career, you're humiliated. Why isn't that the same with radio and TV? I don't even listen to anybody. Well, I listen to some friends now and then when I'm in the car, not to be rude, but I'm just saying, I certainly don't listen or watch anything for the purpose of taking something from somebody. I don't believe in that. That's basic ethics and morality. So when I say, and I've said now for a few weeks, on Fox, and on Blaze, and behind this microphone, that's a significant audience, that those people in the streets marching for Hamas, those aren't Republicans, they're Democrats. They're not going to vote Republican, they're going to vote Democrat. They're not going to vote for the Republican nominee, they're going to vote for Biden. They're Democrats. Those tenured Marxist, Hamas-loving, Nazi-loving professors, they're Democrats. They're not Republicans. They're going to vote for Biden. And this is a growing part of the Democrat Party base. So if you're going to regurgitate that yesterday or today, no humility, no class. The other thing is this. Ah, screw it. Let's keep going here. I'm not going to keep jumping in here. Wow, wow, wow. I told you before that Biden, you can check the post, you can check the audio, what's the point, is lying to the American people, and he's lying to the Israelis. He's doing one thing in public and another thing behind their backs. We, I figured this out a couple of weeks ago because it was obvious to me when he would go over there, and then I was hearing from my own sources. That he is saying one thing publicly and doing another. And then he started to say the same thing publicly. Which was over and over again. Follow the rules of war. They're saying this of course to Israel. And be proportional. And it was the mantra. It was the talking points of the Democrat party. The Democrat administration. The media. The media surrogates over and over and over again. Now there's something else they're saying. And I pointed this out too on social media and beyond. And you're hearing it over and over again. The Israelis are fighting for their survival. 
Those are Israeli citizens in those tanks. Those are Israeli citizens in those planes. Those are Israeli infantry. Nobody else. Just them. And yet it becomes an international issue when they win on how the territory that they gave to the Palestinians is to be handled. Even worse. Two-state solution. Two-state solution. I've been opposed to a two-state solution my entire adult life. Because it doesn't make any sense. What's a two-state solution? And they all say this, where Palestinians and Jews can live in peace side by side, Mr. Peter. But that won't happen. Side by side in peace? And who's going to run this Palestinian state? Fatah? Hamas? Who's going to run it? The UN? College professors? And their thug students? Who's going to run this other state? Where are the quote-unquote rational Palestinian leaders? Where are they? Here's another one. Show me one. I'll bring them on this radio program. I don't mean an activist. I mean a leader. A Palestinian leader. Where are they? Where do we find them? And if most Palestinians in the Middle East want peace, why don't they have leaders who want peace? Who are they? Where are they? They don't exist. What do you mean they don't exist? They don't exist. Where are they? They're nowhere. Wouldn't we know their names? Wouldn't they get a special international honor by now? Some kind of peace prize? Nobel Prize for peace? Wouldn't they? No. There aren't any. Or if there are, they don't live for long. Two states. Now let's think about this for a second. We have Ramaswamy. Who has changed his position 14 times. But that said, he says, a couple months ago, and he calls me over the weekend about it, and I said, you're out of your mind, and I don't appreciate, you know, I let him have it. Friendly, but I let him have it. He said, we need a situation where 20, 30 years, the Arabs and the Jews, their cultures will assimilate one into the other. I said, are you nuts? The Israelis have to learn to stand on their own two feet. The Israelis have to learn to stand on their own two Aren't they standing on their own two feet? Now, well, Mark, we assist them. Look, I'll bet the Israelis would say today, you cut that $70 billion off to Iran, you can keep your $3.4 billion. But what they don't tell you about that $3.4 billion is much of it is used in the Israeli R&D military development. And when they come up with new technologies and they come up with new weapons... They don't sell them to the United States. They give them to the United States. And much of their technology is cutting edge, which has been used in our development of weapons and so forth. It's a two-way street is the point. It's not that way with Iran. The Palestinians. 
two-state solution. Think this through. What was the Gaza Strip? That was a Palestinian state. It was handed to them. It's on the Mediterranean. The beautiful beaches, just so you know. Beautiful hills. It's a small area. Hong Kong was a small area. Taiwan's a small area. One has nothing to do with the other. One has absolutely nothing to do with the Hamas is worth over a billion dollars. I just told you that. I told you about their investments worldwide. So where is this second state going to be? And we're going to have this two-state solution with Iran still pumping money into terrorist regimes? Where will Hezbollah be? Where will the Palestinian Authority be? Where will the Houthis be? Where are all these terrorist groups? Are they just going to go away? And this two-state solution, a real independent Palestinian state, what are they going to have? They're going to have an air force? They're going to have missile systems built for them by the communist Chinese and the fascistic Russians? What is this going to look like, this two-state solution? Let me say this again. All right, backbenchers, get your pens out. A two-state solution for Israel is a final solution. And yet, Biden keeps saying it. Harris, who's married to a Jew, she keeps saying that. Blinken, a self-hating Jew, he keeps saying that. I sure hope you were able to watch my shows over the weekend on Fox or Blaze or listen to this program because I've explained the ideology that is now behind all this. It's the same ideology that is behind weakening America as a superpower and building up our enemies. Because, you know, America is imperialistic and colonialistic like hell. How many hundreds of thousands of troops have we lost to defend other countries throughout Europe, throughout the entire world? How much American blood has been spilled in sand and dirt on mountains and valleys? And we don't keep these countries. Unlike the Soviets, we didn't say, okay, half of Europe belongs to us. Japan belongs to us. No. They did. We didn't. But Biden, Blinken, Sullivan, all of them, their ideology is this. Please listen to this. This is important. They need to rebalance, they say, the power, the superpower of the United States with other countries. What are you talking about? The United States is too strong. Therefore, it creates an international unbalance. And this unbalance creates wars. And this unbalance creates terrorism. And this unbalance creates hostility. We need a more equitable balance. So America is negotiating and acting like one of several countries rather than a superpower. Did you hear what I just said? That's what they're doing. And they feel the same way about Israel in the Middle East. This is why Obama hates Netanyahu. This is why the American left hates Netanyahu. This is why the Israeli left hates Netanyahu. This is why the American media hates Netanyahu. And relevant to today, this is why Biden hates Netanyahu. Israel is just too powerful. You can't obliterate Hamas. You need to feed the people, medicate the people, get the people water. Screw the Egyptians and Qatar and Turkey and Jordan. That's their problem. 
They don't want to participate. That's up to them. The hell with Qatar and Turkey for supporting Hamas, funding it, giving protection to their leaders. No, Israel's too powerful. And so we need to weaken Israel while we strengthen Iran. Insane, right? That's what they're doing. That's why the oil keeps pouring out of Iran's ground. That's why they make a billion and a half dollars a week. That's why they say we need a two-state solution. All right, I'm going to give you the second shoe to drop here. Some of you are going to go, are you kidding me? I'm not kidding anybody. They don't want Israel to obliterate Hamas. Oh, yes, they want them to critically wound them. But if they obliterate Hamas, what will Iran say? What will Hezbollah say? And you hear the monkeys in the media, the parrots in the media, the... The low IQ repeaters in the media. And what do they say? Oh my God, if Israel really fights in Hamas and tries to obliterate them, they'll open up a second front, maybe a third front. I had a debate with one of these people on Fox. What are we going to do? How is this going to work? What are we going to have, a nuclear war? So what is Israel supposed to roll over and play dead? Of course. Hide in the corner. Here's what they want. You ready for this? They want Israel to keep fighting. And fighting and fighting and fighting. Just don't win. Because if you win, you'll change drastically the balance of power that we're trying to create in the Middle East. Don't you understand, Mark? Why do you think we're allowing Iran to be funded by billions when Trump wouldn't? Oh, and by the way, same with Ukraine. We'll give them just enough weapons where they can keep fighting. We can give them the kind of weapons where Ukraine would actually have a knockout blow of Russia, which in my view would be a huge benefit to the entire world. But it's not going to happen. Because Biden doesn't want Ukraine to win. He doesn't want Israel to win. He doesn't want America to win. This is what happens when you have Marxist Ivy League buffoons running foreign policy. This was Obama's doctrine. This was his foreign policy. All of his people are around Biden. They serve at the State Department. They serve at the National Security Council, the Defense Department, throughout the bureaucracy and in the media. This is what they're pushing. So what if Iran gets a nuke? Israel has nukes. There you go. We just balance them up. So what if Saudi Arabia gets nukes? They have nukes. Iran has nukes. Israel has nukes. Beautiful symmetry. Of course, Iran is a terrorist state that's killed Americans. Oh, that's, that's okay. That's because of us, America. We did this, you know, because we supported the Shah for so long. I've now explained to you what nobody has explained to you. And, hat tip to Michael Duran, D-O-R-A-N in tablet, and hat tip to Marty Peretz, also in the tablet, 2021. I've expanded upon it. But they wrote about this, interestingly, April, May, back to back. 
And they're right. That's what's going on. What do they say about communist China that keeps threatening us? We want to manage competition. What do you mean manage competition? They keep saying, manage the competition. We're not out to take down China. We don't need to build up our military more than it is already. We want to manage competition. That's all. Manage it. These people are destroying our country. They're destroying other countries. And I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Can't keep responding to texts when I'm on radio. Now that's at a side point. Then we'll get moving again after the break, but we have a short segment here. I was at the event where the Republican presidential candidates, all of them, uh, were present. The Jewish, uh, Republican Jewish coalition but I was invited a long time ago before all the rest of this happened. There was one person there who's a complete charlatan. I hate to tell you this. It is Ramaswamy. Oh, he'll have people cheering at the tops of their lungs. But he's a charlatan. He quotes Ben-Gurion, cherry picks. He quotes George Washington, cherry picks. And he comes up with these phrases like a diplomatic iron shield. I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. It really doesn't matter to me. Let me be as clear as I can. Donald Trump is not an isolationist. He took out Soleimani. Ramaswamy would never have done that. He took out Baghdadi. Ramaswamy would never have done that. He set loose the Abraham Accords. There's nothing Ramaswamy has said that would indicate any ability to do that. I just point that out. I also have something to say about Nikki Haley after the bottom of the hour, too. We'll be right back. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this noble 
cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. You're listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now, 877-381-3811. So let me finish what I started before the break. I can't think of three, four, five major important things that Nikki Haley did eight years as governor. I can't. That affected the people of of, uh, South Carolina in any significant way. Mike Pompeo, who worked with her, he was Secretary of State, obviously, has not had great things to say about her when it comes to working together. He's called her effectively a self-promoter. I listen to all she says she's done. And I don't find very much of it to be substantive. I remember when Ron DeSantis was duking it out with the Wokers at, uh, at Disney, she offered to take Disney Corporation to South Carolina. She undermined him completely. She seems to forget she was the ambassador to the United Nations under Donald Trump. The policies she espoused about Israel were his policies. Not her policies. She may agree with them, but she wasn't president. And what you do as an ambassador to the UN is you give speeches. Pretty much all you do, and that's okay. We had a great ambassador to the UN when I worked in the Reagan administration, Jean Kirkpatrick. Now she could give a speech. So I'm not diminishing her speeches. But in terms of policy, that was the Trump policy. And Haley just trashes Trump all the time. She even goes so far as to say that she doesn't think he'd be as pro-Israel as he may have been or may have been perceived. That's a shot below the belt, don't you think, America? Now, Say what you will, I can tell you 20 things that Ron DeSantis has done as governor in six years. 20. Maybe more. Whether it comes to anti-Semitism, but not just that, when it comes to education, immigration, COVID and vaccines, taxes, you name it. DeSantis has demonstrated that conservatism works. Haley hasn't demonstrated anything. Now, what's happening, in my view, is a lot of the people have given up on Chris Christie. Or they're giving up on some of the other rhinos and more moderate candidates in the Republican field. And they're getting behind her. The big money billionaire rhinos are getting behind her. While DeSantis is repeatedly trashed. Not just ads, but in the free media. 
They fear the guy. They worry about it. If you're, if you're a, a media leftist, here's what you're thinking. My God, I pray it's not Trump. But if somehow we get him out, whether it's lawsuits and judges rule or whatever the hell it is, something horrific happens, we sure as hell don't want Ron DeSantis in the wings. This is how they think. We can live with Nikki Haley. Oh, yeah, she hasn't done anything to offend us. Has she done anything to offend the media? What has she done to offend the media? Nothing. Zero. I'm just being honest. That's the way I roll. Well, she's tied with DeSantis. One poll. But that worries me. Worries me a lot. Because in the order, priority order, for many of you out there, do you really want her in the second chair? And if so, why? Well, she comes across well. I don't care about any of that stuff. When DeSantis came out and said, no Palestinians, no. Because their culture is different. And he's right. We've seen it. We see the way these kids are raised. They're indoctrinated. We don't even assimilate into our own culture. We can't have people like that coming in. They're not going to assimilate. You see what's happening in the streets. You see the Hamas network. You see the Soros network. Can you imagine? Haley criticized him. She won't fight the culture war. She has shown no evidence that she's up for fighting the culture war. She wants to be loved by too many people and hated by certain people. That makes her loved by certain people, like the media. I'm not fooled by these people. I'm not fooled by these people at all. I'm not fooled by Chris Christie. I'm not fooled by Ramaswamy. I'm not fooled by Hale. I'm not fooled by any of the rhinos. But he's young. He's 38, Ramaswamy. I don't care if he's 12. Let me move on. I wanted to make that point. I want to underscore something I said earlier. The United States of America is, if not the most, one of the most beneficent, tolerant, compassionate nations on the face of the earth. I happen to think it's number one. There is no ubiquitous Islamophobia going on in this country. There's simply not. I know you have Hamas-related groups like CARE and Students for Justice in Palestine. You have Democrat meeting and all. They want you to believe it. And same with the White House, because the White House has a problem. They don't really, really take sides. They want to condemn Hamas but they want to put the screws to Israel. They're hoping that's enough to keep the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party somewhat under control. There's another thing. The Hamas wing of the Democrat Party. I should start coining this stuff, Mr. Producer. But that said, you know, Rush used to tell me that this is a problem. I never really believed it that much, and so he started putting little voiceover things when he would play his own audio. He said, I'll prove it to you. So he puts it on there. I, I get it now. Unfortunately, I didn't before, but I get it now. I understand. The most 
Islamophobic places on the earth are the Muslim countries and or the Arab countries. And one, Iranian country. They're the most Islamic phobic on the face of the earth. They brutalize their people who are 99% Muslim. Look at Iran. Look at that 16-year-old that was beaten to death by the morality police. Can you imagine? Because she didn't wear her headscarf properly. This guy, Musawa Abu Marzouk, He's the Hamas political official. He revealed in an interview just how much these monsters, as my friend Brian writes over at Right Scoop, care about their own people. Marzouk was asked in an interview why they haven't built bomb shelters for their own people to hide when they've built over 300 miles of tunnels. And it's interviewed, and it's translated by a fantastic group, Memory, M-E-M-R-I. Memory. What did he say? He says these tunnels are built to protect Hamas. Not the civilians. He says protecting the Gaza civilians is the responsibility of the United Nations and Israel, not us. Did you hear this, Mr. Producer? He says, he, he puts it right out there. This will not be in the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost. It will not be on MSLSD or the Communist News Network. It will not be on any of that place, those places. I found it on Right Scoop and Memory, M-E-M-R-I. Check it out. Once again, here's their leading political yabba-dabba. And he says in an interview... Why haven't you built bomb shelters for your own people rather than 300 miles of tunnels? The tunnels in Gaza, he says, were built to protect Hamas fighters, not civilians. Protecting Gaza civilians is the responsibility of the UN and Israel. Isn't that shocking? And yet that's exactly how Biden thinks. He's giving up. We have no influence over Hamas, he figures. They kill their own people. They hide behind their own people. Hamas builds all kinds of stuff under hospitals and mosques and schools and God knows what. And if somebody dies, it's not Hamas. It's not their job to protect their people. They're a terrorist organization after all. We can't expect Hamas to protect their own people. They're going to use their own people as target practice. It's up to Israel to protect the Gaza civilians, not up to Hamas. Isn't that basically the Biden policy? Yes, it is. It's sick. And these Palestinians voted for Hamas to run their country. To run their country. Need a two-state solution, you see. Two states. That'll be fantastic. So this guy who said it Masu Abu Marzouk, one of their top political, I guess, terrorists. It's not our job to protect our people. In fact, it's their job to kill them. So I want to make it clear what I'm saying here. Islamophobia runs deep, wide, is ubiquitous in Muslim slash Arab countries as well as Iran. 
They slaughter their own people. They slaughter their own people if they don't comply with their version of the Quran. But even more than that, they'd slaughter them anyway. If they dare to speak out and challenge. There's a weird mix here, quite frankly, between Marxism and Islamism. And these Islamists. The Islamists and the Marxists. There's a weird mix there. There's an overlap there. And they're both inhumane ideologies. So one serves the other. They overlay each other. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this cause and you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service and pure talks plans start at just 20 bucks a month offering unlimited talk unlimited text more data and a mobile hotspot just go to puretalk.com slash levin l-e-v-i-n and make the switch let's rally together show our unwavering support for our veterans get the best service at the best price as well visit puretalk.com slash levin puretalk.com slash l-e-v-i-n and switch to pure talk today in less than 10 minutes it's the right move and it's the American way. Let me try it this way. There are several million Arabs, Muslim Arabs, Christian Arabs, who live in Israel. Who have the right to vote. They have their political parties. Some are judges. They can participate in the economy and all the rest of it. As well as the military. How many Jews are there? In any Arab country you can think of. How many Jews are in Saudi Arabia? Iraq? Syria? Most of them have had to flee for their lives. This, I'm just asking a simple question. The Middle East is where God gave birth to the Jewish people. We keep talking about two-state solutions, the West Bank. We don't talk about Judea and Samaria. We talk about settlers. Settlers. So Jews in Judea and Samaria are settlers. Are Native Americans who live on their original tribal lands, are they settlers too? Settlers? And no offense. But we can count back 4,000 years from when the Jews were in Judea and Samaria. Can't do the same with Native Americans, I'm afraid. But no offense, I'm just saying the truth. They're the only indigenous peoples who Biden and the Democrats don't recognize. If Israel listens to Biden, Israel will destroy itself. It will not defeat Hamas. It will divide its country into... And the 30, 40, 50% of the land it currently has, which is minuscule. It will surrender the right of the indigenous peoples to return to their indigenous land. It'll be over. And what, for a moron like Biden? 
God forbid. I'll be right back. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty, and Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, We're definitely going to take some calls tonight, Mr. Call Screener. I've been neglectful. Not really. It's been intentional, but we'll jump in. Over at Breitbart, one of the great news sites, 100 Syrians, 50 Iranians crossed Biden's open border in October. What? Yeah, this is impeachable. Daily Mail. Venezuela's worst gangsters have crossed into the United States illegally and are unleashing chaos in Dallas, Chicago, and Miami. With fearful residents saying they've had tires slashed, windows shot out, and retribution for reporting them to the cops. Venezuela's worst gangsters. There's no legitimate justification for this. I know what the political goal is, but there is no legitimate justification when a president of the United States is purposefully doing this he should be removed if Democrats want to defend them let them defend them because they should be removed too our media CNN MSNBC CBS NBC the rest of them keep using Hamas controlled numbers from the Palestinian health ministry in Gaza which they control They've been told this over and over again. They've been told it by, among others, me, but I'm not the only one. They've been told over and over and over again. But they still do it. Why? Because they're the Hamas Nazi media. That's why. I said it over and over again. They're sympathetic to them. They've been infiltrated, too. Just watch MSNBC and CNN. You'll know what I'm talking about. Just look at the headlines out of the New York slimes and the compost. Then you'll know what I'm talking about. Here it is. Hat tip newsbusters. Notice that? Hat tip newsbusters. Cut 11. Go. 
The health ministry in Gaza, run by Hamas, says more than 7,000 Palestinians have been killed. NBC News now learning between 200 and 300 people were killed in a bombing targeting a hospital. That's according to a spokesperson for the Palestinian health ministry. Palestinian health authorities say the hospital was struck by an Israeli attack. Hamas is saying that this was... Uh, the Israeli Defense Force. That is what many people here believe. What the Palestinian government is calling a war crime. A direct hit from an Israeli airstrike. This hit on the hospital. Directly hit by an Israeli strike. The hospital strike. There is a sort of both sides pointing the finger at one another. This kind of death toll is not what you normally associate with Palestinian rockets. Hamas does not have the kind of munitions that could do this kind of damage. Hamas officials say the death toll in the Gaza Strip is now over 6,000. Hamas says Israeli airstrikes have killed more than 7,000 Palestinians. Hamas says Israeli strikes in Gaza have killed almost 50 hostages. According to the Palestinian Health Ministry, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, according to Palestinian health officials, Palestinian health officials, according to Hamas officials, according to uh, Hamas officials, we spoke to a senior Hamas official. That's not only according to Hamas and Palestinian authorities on the ground in Gaza, but that's according to international rights groups, according to to people we've been speaking to. New reaction to President Biden's visit to the Middle East from a spokesperson from Hamas. There are instances in the past where the Israeli military has said things in the immediate aftermath of an incident that have turned out not to be true in the long run. And there's more, but you get the drift. You get the drift. Hakeem Jeffries on MSNBC Sunday yesterday. I met Mike Johnson for the first time, the new speaker, and I have to tell you, he's not only a delightful man, he's quite hardcore. And he is a devout Christian, so they hate him for that. And so he's now an extremist, he's far right, he's this, he's that. They say things about this new speaker, about conservatives, about Trump supporters, many of whom are the same, but you get my point that are so out of control. And yet, when it comes to Hamas, not so much. And how dare Hakeem Jeffries, who has an early history in his adult, adult life of being an anti-Semite, just as Joe Biden has an early history in his career of being a racist segregationist. And now they sit around and they point fingers at everybody else, including Mike Johnson, who's none of those things. And an election denier. Do you know where that phrase comes from, election denier? Do you know why the Democrats use that in the media? Because it's akin to the Holocaust deniers, like the New York Times. But of course, they thought that George W. Bush didn't win in 2000. They thought he didn't win in 2004. They attacked Trump in 2016. They said he didn't win either. I guess they're the real election deniers and insurrectionists, but don't matter. That doesn't matter. Here's Hakeem Jeffries on MSLSD yesterday. Does he ever go on Fox, by the way? Mr. Producer, will you invite Hakeem Jeffries on my show any time this week, any day this week, please? But I'm serious. Make an effort. Let's make an effort. Here's Hakeem Jeffries with his buddy Al Sharpton. Oh, there's a duo. There's a duo. Well, look, they know anti-Semites when they see them because they look in the mirror. Cut 12, go. 
This week, after three weeks of infighting, the House Republican Caucus elected a new speaker, far-right Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson. So now you're far-right. See what I mean, the phraseology? It's propaganda. Chapter 4 in my book, The Democrat Party Hates America. You're far-right if you're a constitutionalist, if you believe in life, and if you're a conservative. You're far-right. Nobody's ever too far-left. Like this pea-brain Sharpton. He would never say AOC is a Marxist, Democrat, Socialist, far left. No, come on now. Or he'd never say of Joy Reid, she's a radical, homophobic, anti-Semitic leftist. No, come on. Go ahead. Defender of Donald Trump, a 2020 election denier whose views are anti-LGBTQ. What does anti- that mean, anti-LGBTQ? What does that even mean? Honestly, how can you be anti-lesbian, gays, bisexuals? I don't know what the rest means, honestly. How, what does that mean, anti? Maybe they oppose subsidies. Maybe they oppose um, marriage between certain elements. and so I don't know. But what does it mean to be anti? What does it mean? If I meet a gay person, am I anti-gay person? Of course not. Somebody's transitioned. Are you anti this transition person? I'm not anti that person or any other person. Anti-abortion. Oh, my God. Did you know he's anti-Muslim too? What does that mean? Anti-Muslim. That's Hamas. That's the Islamic Jihad. That's the regime in Iran. They're anti-Muslim. They kill more Muslims than anybody else. Go ahead. Abortion, anti-Muslim, opposed to separation of church and state. Just listen to how this moron spews this crap. Barely literate. Just listen to how he does it. Look Look at how they're character assassinating this guy. Mike Johnson. He doesn't know Mike Johnson. He's never talked to Mike Johnson. There's nothing about him. But somebody wrote this script for him, and there you go. Go ahead. Having only been in the House since 2016, he's the least experienced speaker in 140 years. Where'd you dig that one up? Somebody hand that to you? Who cares? What does that have to do with anything? He's the least experienced speaker in 140 years? Look how they've turned him into a devil. And then he finally asks a question. Go ahead. As sent, say about the House GOP right now. Well, good evening, Rev. Great to be with you. I mean, I think from the very beginning of this Congress. Good evening, Rev. Oh, that's so cool. They must be buddies. Good evening, Rev. Not good evening, anti-Semite. Proven liar. Good evening, Rev. Go ahead. Extreme MAGA Republican ideology. Oh, he's an extreme MAGA Republican. Okay, I'm sorry. He's an extreme MAGA Republican. Not just a MAGA Republican. He's an extreme MAGA Republican. Now, what's that mean? I've told you before, they use that phrase in lieu of neo-Nazis, Klansmen, and they get away with it. Extreme MAGA Republicans. Now this is from Jeffries, the historically anti-Semite. 
who supports Biden, the historically racist segregationist. In a party that supported slavery, segregation, Jim Crow, and eugenics. In a party that never supported civil rights legislation until the 1960s when there were more Republicans that supported it than Democrats. This is a party whose hero Franklin Roosevelt wouldn't sign a federal anti-lynching bill. This is a party with Franklin Roosevelt who wouldn't invite Jesse Owens to the White House with the other Olympians. This is a party where Joseph Kennedy Sr. was both a racist and an anti-Semite. This is a party. Hakeem Jeffries voted for funding for Planned Parenthood over and over and over again. That supported eugenics against blacks. That's the party that calls Republicans extremists, extreme MAGA Republican ideology. And they have learned, chapter four of my book again, repetition works with totalitarians. Repetition is key. Extreme MAGA Republican, extreme MAGA Republican, repeat after me, extreme MAGA Republican, extreme MAGA Republican. Then people start to believe it. Well, they're extremists. Like that Joe Biden speech where he gave in front of of, uh, the Pennsylvania Assembly House way back when with the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution were written and approved with the red lights and the dark, shadowy background. That anyone who disagrees with him is against democracy. Democracy's on the ballot. Democracy, I tell you. The most fascistic of presidents. Go ahead. Will display, and now that might accelerate. Remains to be seen uh, what the tenure of Speaker Mike Johnson. Shut up, you idiot. I'm going to listen to you. Speaker, you're an idiot. I don't think he's ever even acknowledged, let alone apologized for the things he said about his uncle, his great uncle. Great uncle. But he's with Farrakhan, and he praised Farrakhan too. Both of these men have. And the Democrats elect him as their leader in the House. At all people to elect, they elect him. Isn't that amazing? Then they go about extreme mega Republicans. Makes you sick to your stomach, doesn't it? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. No wonder they want Israel to stop. They want to cease fire. 
Jerusalem Post. Arab News reports claim Israel's ground-up could cut Hamas control of a key road. The success of the IDF ground troops comes amid continued calls abroad for a pause in operations for quote-unquote humanitarian aid. A ceasefire, the opening of the border with Egypt as an exit. Israel's expanding ground operation is being watched closely by regional media. It looks like it is incredibly strategic. They expected Israel just to plow in there with a couple hundred tanks. They've not done that. They're chipping away, chipping away, cutting off, cutting off. I mean, after all, it's not the Russian army the way they went in and banged their heads against the uh, trees. On Monday, Arab News reports claim that Israeli tanks were seen on a major road that connects the south of the Gaza Strip to the north. The reports prompted speculation in foreign media about the progress of the ground campaign. If Salah ad-Din Road is under Israeli control, along with another major road along the coast, transit across the Strip will be cut for Hamas, essentially splitting the enclave into two. These reports have appeared only in Arab media. Well, you would expect it to be in the New York Times, too, because they're more than Arab media. They're Hamas media. The success of the IDF ground troops comes amid continued calls for a pause, calls abroad, in operations for humanitarian aid, a ceasefire in the opening of the border with Egypt. Who's stopping Egypt from opening their border other than the Egyptians? Al-Ain Media postulated that Israel reached into central Gaza at its narrowest point, an area of fields between Gaza City and Al-Bajay camp. This area includes the village of Jordik, its surrounding and its surrounding fields. The report calls this the soft flank of Gaza because there's no built-up area, and it can be easily traversed to the sea. The report reads, quote, from the Zaitan neighborhood through the Zerkum Junction to the Jaratik area, Israel seemed to be sensing a new phase in its ground operation in the Gaza Strip on the 24th day of war, quote-unquote. The report goes on to note that moving through this area presents a stratagem that cuts the strip in two. The report adds that Israel has operated in this area in the past, one of the raids last week, when Israel entered and retreated from Gaza Strip. The report says the area was subjected to artillery shelling from Israeli vehicles and armored vehicles stationed there. It also says that Eyewitnesses spoke of the arrival of Israeli tanks to an area just a kilometer away from the Nazarim Junction, located along the eastern outskirts of the Zaitan neighborhood. The report further notes that the Netzarim Junction is named for the former Israeli community that was evacuated in 2005 under the disengagement from the Gaza Strip. That's why there can never be a two-state solution. It'll be Israel's final solution. As such, Israel is familiar with the area. It also notes that Israel would have to cut the Rashid coastal road as well. It explains that prior to 25, 2005, that is, Israel used to have the ability to cut these roads in order to isolate the area of Gaza and prevent terrorism. It looks like it's doing just that. Pro-Iran media, that would be American media, expressed worry about Israel cutting this key road. They ran a report claiming that Israel had not been able to cut the road based on Palestinian claims of resistance in this area. Clearly, all not, eyes are not on central Gaza and the key roads between the north and the south. This is as Israel also presses 
in from the north. I also happen to know when it comes to the north, Gaza's in the south, Israel has significantly muscled up its forces. I can't tell you how I know what I do. Significantly. It's one thing when Israel's a victim. It's another thing when Israel is fighting for victory. It's one thing to come to Israel like Biden did and Blinken did and the others and say emotional things and passionate things. You stand with Israel, but do they stand with Israel when Israel is seeking to obliterate the enemy? No, they don't. For the reasons I explained in hour one. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. This is from Bacon's Rebellion. Democracy thrives in sunlight. Bacon'sRebellion.com. Foreign student influence and students for justice in Palestine chapters at Virginia universities and their allies by James Sherlock. The SJP organizations at three Virginia State universities, the University of Virginia, George Mason University and the University of Mary Washington have been active since October 7th on the Hamas side. Some attempt to thread two needles simultaneously to separate Gazans from their elected government, the terrorist organization Hamas, and to separate Israelis from Jews. In celebrating the October 7th slaughter, those are distinctions without a difference. Pay attention, media. This guy knows what he's talking about. We'll look at the influence of foreign students in Virginia universities, SJP chapters, Students for Justice in Palestine. That's a Hamas organization. Then the George Mason University chapter, and then briefly examine the progressive Marxist intersectionality of SJP to see the extent of who and what we are dealing with. Isn't that amazing? I agree with that. I don't know that I'll get to all the examples, but I want you to listen to this. Foreign visa holders. In the United States, in 2020 to 2021, and now it's much worse under Biden, the numbers of Middle Eastern students studying in the United States included 18,206 Saudi Arabians, 10,597 Bangladesh, 9,295 Iran, 8,772 Pakistan, or as Obama would say, Pakistan. 8,476 Turkey, 
5,923 Kuwait. That is over 61,000. In a recent study, George Mason University enrollment was 38,541 students. 21,603 of these are undergraduates and 4,400 are graduate students. Of the undergraduates, 1,245 were foreign and it's surprisingly 29% or 1,095 of the graduate students were international students. In the fall of 2019, the latest data available, 548 or 23% of George Mason University's foreign students were from the Middle East. George Mason's right outside of Washington. University of Virginia reports, quote, an international student body of more than 2,500 graduate and undergraduate students from over 100 countries. That's over 10% foreign students in a school with 24,600 students. But he says, I can't find a breakdown of the countries or origin of those students. And a ratio like that of JMU, UVA, would have about 550 from the Middle East. No. He says, I'm sure most of them are here for the right reasons and conduct themselves accordingly. But there are those who appear to break our laws. Students for Justice at Palestine, JMU, the largest public university in Virginia. Here's multiple news reports. JWU students for justice in Palestine stands in full support of the liberation of homeland and our people's right to resist the violent 75-year-long colonization of our homeland by any means necessary. This is a terrorist front group. GW Students for Justice in Palestine maintains unwavering support for our people's resistance in all its forms. Every single act of resistance moves us closer to the liberation of our homeland, they said. For reporting on the GMU rally by students for justice in Palestine at GMU on October 12, quote, dozens of George Mason University students and other community members, many wearing face masks, khalif sunglasses, and all black clothing, blasted rap music, pumped their fists, and chanted, they got tanks, we got hang gliders. Glory to the resistance fighters. We got hang gliders. And it goes on our martyrs, their allies. This is just in the university in Virginia where we have Glenn Youngkin as the governor. I haven't heard any announcement from Youngkin or the attorney general here or anybody about what they intend to do about this. They're going to deport people who are promoting terrorism and are terrorist front groups? I would think the Attorney General might get to work. I mean, they're all Republicans. No? No, yes, is the answer. They're all Republicans. Now, we have a problem, another problem in this country, and it's the corrupt Democrat Party judges at the federal, state, and local level. Tanya Chunkin has violated the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, and the Sixth Amendment as applies to Donald Trump. His right to free speech. Let me ask you a question. Free speech is one thing. But when you're a defendant against big federal government and a big prosecutor with all the resources he wants in a Democrat-controlled city, 
And there's leak after leak after leak after leak coming from that government to their favorite newspapers. That's the time the First Amendment matters. So a defendant who's facing life in prison can speak out. And yes, he can call the prosecutor a bastard if he wants. He can call a witness a bastard if he wants. He can call the judge whatever he wants to call the judge. And for this judge, Chunkin, to say, well, he's threatening, he's threatening. Guess what? That same logic would apply to newspapers in this country. And when you go back to the text of the First Amendment, there's no distinction between a so-called free press and an individual. Free speech is free speech. Are we going to start throwing newspaper editors in prison because they print things that, well, they might be violent? This judge should not have a robe. She should not have a courtroom. She's an Obama hat. Everybody sees it. And this Department of Justice is so thoroughly corrupt. It's so thoroughly Stalinist. Which is why they pick somebody from the Hague. Which is why they pick somebody who's abused the law before and was slapped down by the U.S. Supreme Court. That's who they pick. And now we have organizations like Mediaite, Dan Abrams' little baby, or Mediocreite as I call it, sitting there, did Trump violate the gag order when he criticized Bill Barr? They want to throw him in prison for criticizing Bill Barr. That is a supposed media site. Then you have these jackasses. Sorry, but that's how I feel. I get furious with this stuff. Former Solicitor General of the United States, under... Obama, of course. Let's play cut 14, Mr. Producer. Cut 14, go. I think that there's no doubt in my mind that there will be a gag order imposed on Donald Trump. And there's also no doubt in my mind that he's going to violate it repeatedly, repeatedly, to the point where a judge is going to have to confront the ultimate question. Are we going to put the former president in jail? And I think there's only one answer to that. Which what is your answer? Which is you have to. I mean, if he continues. So here we have Jen Psaki, a host on MSNBC. Part of the administration that's interfering with the election and trying to put Trump in prison. Asking a Democrat hack solicitor general under Obama. They want to put him in jail. That's what this guy orders all about. To put him in jail and stop him from participating in the presidential election by saying anything. And this order is so ridiculous, you don't even know if you violated or how you violate. What criticism is accepted? What criticism? It's prior restraint. Pure and simple. And this idiot was a solicitor general of the United States. Doesn't matter. It's all about power. Then we have a judge in Colorado. There's a phony lawsuit brought by this phony group called Crew, which is filled with a bunch of reprobates and malcontents. And these local elected Democrat judges, like the clown in Manhattan, what are you going to do? Issue a gag order against me, dummy? What are you going to do, Judge Chunkin? Issue a gag order against me, dummy? And then we have the dummy in Colorado just now. By the way, they, this judge in Colorado looks like your quintessential left-wing hack. With the hair and the glasses and the mannerisms. I'm sorry, I can pick him out of a crowd. I can pick him out of a crowd. And so Trump's lawyers, here we have a case, which is a phony case by this phony group crew. 
challenging whether the president could be on the ballot under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. I've discussed this till I'm blue in the face. I may have to do it again, but not tonight. How outrageously stupid that is. So they, she doesn't dismiss the case. She takes, they're going to have a full trial. And so Trump's lawyers find out, wait a minute, she gave $100 to a group that is opposed to Trump, the judge. Now, it's not the amount of money, $100. It could be $5. It's the mindset. It's the mentality. The judge gave 100 bucks at one point to a group that was trying to stop Trump. They said, well, you recuse yourself. No, before they could barely finish their sentence, she refused. The Democrats in the judiciary, everyone I've seen, from Manhattan and Manhattan to Washington, D.C., to Colorado, are corrupt, intellectually corrupt. Intellectually corrupt. They know what they are. They know who they are. They know they have no business here in these cases. It doesn't matter. And then they wrap themselves in self-righteousness. They're standing up for the rule of law. Trump, 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 Trump. And they're going to get all the media supporting them. Aren't they? Sickening. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Southern Illinois, Sirius Satellite, you're the first in a long time. How are you, Bill? Doing just great. Just wanted to point out that we had a two-state solution uh, proposed in the United States. It began in 1860 with the election of Lincoln. Several of those southern states seceded, formed their own country, the Confederate States of America. That ended in 1861 with a loss of anywhere from 500,000 Seven hundred thousand lives. That's all I have to say. Don't that? That's not all you have to say. That's a brilliant point. In fact, I'm going to post it. I'm going to say, "What is your name? You're Bill." I'm going to say, "Call it on my radio show." Bill made a great point. Bill, great point. I appreciate oh, it, you. buddy. Thank you. Wow, do we have other small callers like that sitting around there, Mister Producer? Who do you got there? Speak to me. WABC, Joe in Trenton, New Jersey. Go right ahead, please. Mark, first of all, maybe we ought to start thinking about making it mandatory that when you graduate from high school, two years of non-combat military service. This is my yeah, second well, point. You really think these schools are going to make that mandatory? I don't well, think you so. Know what, it, it, Go it, ahead. You know What's your what, second point? more disciplined. My second point, uh, last Monday at the Pentagon news briefing, the Bureau General was talking about in the the week following the 17th, there were 13 attacks against our troops. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, I called Cory Booker's office, Bonnie Coleman Watson's office, and Mitch McConnell's office. 
I got the same reply from all three. Which was? Which was they they didn't they didn't know if their their uh, like with Cory Booker's office they didn't know if he had any uh, uh, made any comment and I said to the person, don't you think that that maybe something should be done because a non-response would only show weakness and more it would invite more attacks. Well, by You're the right. end of and the of week, of course they. Thanks for your call, sir. Of course, General Keene on Fox. He's he's. Retired four-star, not one of these lieutenant colonels. And by the way, I have nothing against lieutenant colonels, but they're not retired four-stars, but he made the point. We have really incredible spots that we can hit in Iran without sending one troop. Uh, they're oil refineries. They're large terrorist training camp, and he was just listing them. Boom, 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 boom. We could have hit those. We should have hit those and say, you hit another one of our people. You know what Reagan did when they attacked one of our ships? He destroyed half of the Iranian Navy. Half of the Iranian Navy. We salute all you heroes out there. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the program. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you tomorrow.